and then afterwards we'll just slice up, we'll translate what I say into Spanish, which will probably be a lot more succinct than I am. The Judeo Christian tradition has recognized for more than 3,000 years that we are called to care for our brothers and sisters in a foreign land. As is recorded in Leviticus, God has told us, If a stranger lives with you in your land, do not molest him. You must count him as one of your own countrymen and love him as yourself. For you were once strangers yourselves in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And later on in the Judeo Christian tradition, we hear the prophet Isaiah speaking on behalf of God, saying, Woe to the legislators of infamous laws, to those who issue tyrannical decrees, who refuse justice to the unfortunate and cheat the poor among my people, who make widows their prey and rob the orphan. The Bible records a long history of people being called by God to migrate to foreign lands. First and foremost is Abraham from the land of Ur being called to move to the land of Canaan. And Ruth, who pledges to live with her mother-in-law Naomi in a foreign land. And the people of Israel being taken against their will to Babylon in exile. And even the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, forced to flee to Egypt, where they presumably didn't know the language and would have had a hard time finding work for Joseph to support the family. The Catholic Church has long spoken of the right of all people to move to wherever they need to to provide for their families. And just in the last few weeks, Bishop Eusebio Alessandro, the Auxiliary Bishop of Seattle, and the chairman of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Migration, sent a letter to Secretary Johnson of the Department of Homeland Security. In that letter, he restates that immigration reform legislation is a top priority for the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops to best serve the security interests, the social interests, and the economic interests of this country. We believe in providing a path to citizenship for as many deserving undocumented people as possible. Bishop Alessandro goes on to say that the current system that we have in place for immigration is broken. It leads to divisions among many families. Yes, legislation reform is the ultimate goal, but the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops recommends seven changes that could be made by the executive branch of the Obama administration alone. These are changes in how the policies are enforced that would help people like our brother Alejandro, who has spoken to us tonight. The first of these seven changes is a call to implement greater prosecutorial discretion. In other words, allowing the prosecutors in cases against immigrants more discretion to be gentle, to protect families and low-level offenders from being deported. There are currently very few cases we know of where prosecutors have recommended deferrals to people who could be detained or deported. We call for a much greater use of the 2011 Memorandum on the Immigration and Custom Enforcement, or ICE. Second of all, 
The Council informed of state and local officials enforcing these national laws. Let state and local authorities focus on crimes within the community rather than creating a culture of fear and distrust in our immigrant communities. Or at the very least, have our state and local authorities focus their detainment only on violent criminals. Third, we call for all executives involved to enforce due process protection for those people finding themselves facing the possibility of detainment or deportation. Fourth of all, we call for our country to help all those people who are being deported to be returned to safer conditions. We call for the United States to work help reunite families when they return these people to their native countries and to protect them from falling into the hands of human traffickers and drug cartels. Fifth of all, we call for the elimination of Operation Streamline, which places criminal penalties on migrants crossing borders. Many of these people caught up in Operation Streamline are detained for more than six months and unable to access legal counsel. Six, we call for more work to find alternatives to detention. There are many non-governmental organizations already offering alternatives to detention, and these alternative programs have demonstrated high levels of success. And last, we call for a great expansion of know-your-rights education campaigns to help educate those people risking detention or deportation to know what their rights are. Let us pray. Dear God, help us to remember that when we speak of immigrants and refugees, we speak of Christ. And the one who had no place to lay his head and in the least of his brothers and sisters, you come to us again as strangers seeking refuge. We confess that we often turn away. Oh God, you have given us in your word the stories of persons who needed to leave their homelands, Abraham, Sarah, Ruth, and Moses. You have chosen that the life of Jesus be filled with events of unplanned travel and flight from enemies. You have shown us through the modeling of Jesus how we are called to relate to persons from different nations and cultures. You have called us to be teachers of your word. We ask you, our God, to open our minds and hearts to the challenge and invitation to model your perfect 